Okay, we're going to start Perek Beis of Hilchas Yisoide HaToyra. Aleph. Okay, Hanichbad v'Hanoyra Hazeh. This honorable and awesome Ebrister mitzvah lo'ahavoy uliyira mimenu. It is a mitzvah to love and to fear Hashem. Shenemar v'ahavto is Hashem lekecha. You should love Hashem your God. V'nemar is Hashem lekecha tira. You should fear Hashem your God. It's interesting to note that there's two Lashonis here that are used by the Rambam. Glorious and awesome. Hanichbad v'hanoira. Because each one is the source for the love and the fear. The nichbad, when, when you think about Hashem, that he's a nichbad, that he is glorious, he's honorable, that causes the person to have ava. And when a person thinks of the Ebrister as noira, as awesome, it brings the person to yira. What is the path to attain love and fear? The Rambam is coming to, for the Shaila, is coming to answer the question, how could you command the person to have love and fear? Either you, if you love something, if you love someone, you love them. If you fear something, you, you have fear. You can't command fear and love. How could you command? Yeah, so how could you command? So now the Rambam is going to explain that there is a derech to attain Avanira through his bainunus in the Abishas creation. So when a person contemplates and thinks deeply into the wondrous actions of Hashem and his beautiful and his amazing creations, the and he sees the wisdom of Hashem in the creations. It has no comparison. There is no comparison to it. There is no end. There is. It's a bleakful wisdom that you see in the world. Right away, immediately, he will love. He will praise and glorify Hashem. And he will have a tremendous desire to know the Eibushter's name. David, like David says. David says in Tehillim, my soul yearns for the living God. Now he continues, if you continue to reflect on these matters and to think about these things, he will immediately recoil in awe and fear, and he will appreciate how person will appreciate how he's a tiny, shvolo, low, and a fellow, a dark, a medes bedas kalo, a person that is standing with flimsy, uh, flimsy knowledge, a fl- flimsy intellectual capacity. Meuta, it's also so so small. Lifnei tamim deis in front of the Hashem, who has complete, complete dea, complete knowledge. So this. The, the same thought that brings a person to love Hashem, also the same thought, if you think into the greatness of Hashem, it could bring about two different, uh, two different uh, attributes in a person. It could bring about the love and the yearning to, to attain, to cleave to Hashem and to come closer to Hashem, who's so far from you, but you recognize the greatness and you want to come closer. On the other hand, in, the Rambam says, when you think about these same things, you can come to Yiras Hashem because you realize Hashem's awesomeness, how, 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 how much greater he is than the person. Yeah, so it's opposite thing. Yeah, but so it, it could really cause... Right, yeah, yeah. Right, so Kvesha Omer David, Ki When I see your heavens, the work of your fingers, 
What is man that I should even mention him? And based on these general principles, Ram says, I'm going to explain, um, I'm going to explain the, the uh, actions and the actions of the of the of the Rebbeinu Elam, the master of the universe, Kadeshi, a Pesach Lamevin Levis Hashem, in order that they should be an opening, in order that they should be an opening to love Hashem, in order that a person should have something to work on to work on this mitzvah. Like the Chacham said regarding love, that through thinking about the greatness of the through thinking about the sorry, through thinking thinking about. Um, the greatness of the Eberster, you will come to be Makir, uh, the, the Eberster who is Misha Omer Vayelam, who is the one who brought about the existence of the so world. Through love and, and through love and fear. Both yeah, just one point here, and that is that the Rambam in Sefer HaMitzvah mentions that the mitzvah of fear is a Yiras Oinish, it's fear of punishment. Over here, the Rambam says that it's more of a fear of the Eberster's awesomeness. Is it, which one is it? So in, in Minchas Chinuch he writes that really both of those aspects are part of the mitzvah. And first you attain the, mitzvah, the level of Yiras Ha'inish. And afterwards you go to the higher level of where you fear Hashem. Um, you fear the Ebershah out of his awesomeness. Continues the Rambam in Allah Gimel. Now the Rambam is going to explain to us what happens in the, the heavenly worlds in order that a person should be able to misboin in it and come to uh, love and fear. So, whatever Hashem created, is divided into three categories. You have the first category is creations that are made up of matter and form. Another way to say matter and form is nefesh and uh, is guf and nefesh. They are always coming into existence and then they're ceasing to exist. Like the bodies of people, animals, vegetation, and metals. Which is, by the way, you just said in the opposite order. How does metal cease to exist? Metals do cease to exist. They, they slowly, um, they slowly um, disintegrate uh, over time. The second category are creations that are made up of, also made up of a, of a mat, of a matter and form. They don't go through changes, um, bodily changes, or their form doesn't change as well. Rather, their form is permanently fixed in their matter. What is an example of this? Uh, category and that's the spheres and the which we mentioned in Paragimel and the stars. The Ain Golmom Kishar Kishar They don't have the same type of form, the same type of matter, matter, but they do have these two things. They do have form and matter. Umehem, the third category is Bruim Tsuram Beloy Klal. These are um, creations that have no matter at all, they're just a form. Mehem amalachim, these are the angels. Shamalachim, enam gufu gviya, they have no body. Elatsurais nifrades umizu, rather, they are forms which are separated from each other, which in, in halacha hey is going to explain exactly what separates them. So they're not physical. There's no physicality in them, they're all spiritual, but they are separated, they are differentiated one from another. 
So what is it meant by what the Nevim say? They saw Hashem, they, sorry, they saw, the, uh, they saw a Malach, a fiery Malach and a Malach with wings. So what, is, so what are the physical descriptions? It says, These are all prophetic visions and they're just parables, they're metaphoric. It's just coming to say, he does not have a body. They don't have bodies. They're not heavy, like generally, like the bodies are heavy. Similarly, it says that Hashem is a fiery God. Hashem is not fire. What the Ram is saying here is that why does the Navi, why did the Navi see Malach in a form of fire and wings? He's going to say in, because he's going to say in Halacha uh, Dalit that the, everything is made up of, in, no, in, it's going to, sorry, sorry, in Perik Dalit, that the Eish is the, is the lightest of all the Yesodis. Of the four Yesodis, Eish is the lightest. And because it's the lightest, that's why it's used here to describe the Malachim, which are also not, which are not heavy like the bodies of people. It's trying to tell us that they're not, they're not really a body. So now ask the Rambam, How, since they possess no body, what separates them one from another? Their existence is not alike. Each one is below the level of its counterpart. Not only that, it exists by virtue of its influence. And and all of these, uh, in all the levels, they all come from the Eberster and his goodness. This is what Shleim HaMelech says in Mishlei, that above the one who is high, there is a watcher. In other words, Hashem runs the world through Malachim. He has messengers. And we're going to say that there's 10 different levels of Malachim. And it's a Seder Ishtal Shalos. There's the highest level, which is going to be closer to the Ebrister, and then there's the lowest level, which is closer to man. And Hashem is the Shoimer, he's, he's higher than the Gavoyim al If you go level upon level, if you go higher, there's still a Shoimer. Highest and the higher, higher than the highest Malach is the Shoimer, which is Hashem. The expression that we use below the level of the other is not referring to a space, physical space, like a person who we say is sitting higher than his friend. It's just like when we say about a person, he's, he's in a, a, a person of wisdom. We, about, uh, we say about him that he's, he's in a higher level. He's higher than his, than his counterpart. We don't mean he's higher in physical space. He's in a higher level. He's in a different league. Similarly, we say a cause is referred to as above the effect it produces, even though they could be happening at the same time. For example, you have the sun and the rays that come from the sun. The, the sun is the, is the elah, is the cause, and the rays are the effect. You could say that the sun is higher than the, you could say that the sun is higher than the rays. The different names of the Malachim Hashem Alasamu is a reflection of their level. And uh, when we say when we say levels, that something is higher than another thing, it's referring to how much of 
godliness, how much Eleikus is revealed to this Malach. So when you say one Malach is higher than the other Malach, he's a, he has more of a revelation. Therefore, the highest level are called Chayas HaKodesh. They're called, they're the, the, they're the holy life because they're the first ones. They're higher than all the other Malachim. The reason why they're called Chayas HaKodesh is because they are the first the first uh, um, malach that gets that's tachas kisa that gets life force from Hashem. So therefore, they're the ones that are called chayes. The last level is ishim, which is which is the which means men because it's closer to human beings. The last level is the tenims that the malachim are called al shem eser it's based on their level. The level that is the highest level, that the only thing that's higher than them is Avish, there is the highest. The highest of the highest level of Malachim. What does it mean, Himalas Hatsura Shinikra Sorry? The Tsura, the Malach. We said Malachim only have a Tsura. So the Mila of the, the Mila of the, of the Malach, of the Tsura. Which is called Chayas is the highest Malach. Umaylas Mayla Asiris, right? Yeah, yeah. Umayla Asiris, Himayla Satsura, Shenikras Ishim. The lowest level, the tenth Malach, is called Ishim. They have a Malachim, a Medabrim, a Nevim. They're the Malachim that speak to the prophets. Venidim Blehem, Bemari, and Nevoah, and they present themselves in the prophetic visions. The Fichach Nikru Ishim. Therefore, they're called men. Shemalasum Krevi Lamalas Pnei Adam because. Their level is close to the level of human knowledge. There's one interesting thing, it's a Shiloh that I have, I don't know the answer, is that in Chassidus it says a lot of times, I've seen it many times, that V'chayis v'ayfani ha'koydesh b'raash godol. The chayis have a lot of, they make a lot of noise. Why do they make a lot of noise? Because they have a gilei alikus, a revelation of godliness, but they can't comprehend it. So they're, they're disturbed, they're, they're, they, they make a lot of rash. But the srofim, the Sraf and they are quiet because they have a real understanding and real revelation of a mashman chassidus that Srofim is higher than Chayis. The Rabbim seems to say that Chayis are the highest level. It's interesting. We've got to look into it. Another one, one more thing here is that the source for the ten names of the Malachim is in Zohar. There's no Gemara or Medrash that speaks about it. And there's a whole debate whether the Rabbim learned uh, Kabbalah. But uh, it seems, like, based, he it seems like he did. I think the Rebbe says that he did. And based on this, it seems like he did because he's quoting from the Zohar. Ches. Chol hatsuris ha'elu chayim makirim asaboyre v'yoidim ha'isadeya g'doyla adlam o'id. All of these forms, they're alive and they recognize and they know the Hashem in a, in a, in a very immense knowledge, in a great knowledge. Kol tzur v'tzur l'fim alasa. Every form according to its level. Loi l'fi godloi. There's actually a debate in what the Rambam means here, but... I so explained that they understand Hashem lefima alosa according to their milo, not according to the God law of Hashem. Not they don't really get the essence of Hashem. Yeah. Even the first level, the chayes akoydish, they cannot comprehend the true essence of Hashem. Their level, their their knowledge is is not sufficient. It's 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 not it's not enough to understand. Of course, they understand more than the level below them. Even the lowest level, the Maila Asiris, 
knows the Ebrister with a great, tremendous knowledge, and it's a tremendous knowledge in a way that no person made up of a matter and form can comprehend. Nobody could know the Ebrister the way he knows himself, obviously. And now in, in Tess is going to go more into that. All of the existence entities of the world besides Hashem, from the first creation until a, the lowly, uh, a, a tiny Yitush, a mosquito, which is in the depths of the, of the earth. All came from the Abish's true existence. And since Hashem knows and recognizes himself, his, himself. And his truth, he knows everything. And nothing is concealed from him. Because everything comes from him and he knows himself, so he obviously knows everything. Hashem knows, recognizes the truth as it is. He does not know with a knowledge which is external to him. Like a, like a person knows, which uh, when a person is, is, is understanding something, he's not one with that knowledge. For example, you have a person, he's, he's learning a subject, he's learning the chassidus. So you have, you have the person, he's the yodeya, you have the yodua, which is the, which is the subject, and you have the deya, the knowledge. There are, oh, there are three components. By Hashem, he's saying, they're going to be, they're all one. Yedea, the Yedua, and the Dea are all one. And you're going to have to say that because, right, right. And you, the Ram is going to say now that you have to say this because otherwise we, we already said that there's a mitzvah to believe in Hashem's oneness, the unity of Hashem. If you say that he's made up of components, it's already, it's not, there's no unity. So, Him and his knowledge and his life force are all one. If he would, uh, um, if he would know in a knowledge that is external to him, we would say that there that there are many gods, there are many components to Hashem. He is him, his life, and his life force, and his and his knowledge. But the truth is, so Nim says that he is the the knower and he is the subject subject of knowledge and he is the knowledge itself. Um, it's a very deep subject. It's a deep, deep concept. And um, let's just finish that. I'll say one thing when we finish. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. just finish this. Then this matter is beyond of the, the ability of a person to even relate it with his mouth. Not to hear of it. Our hearts cannot really grasp it. Therefore it says, The life of Paroi, and by the life of your soul, it doesn't say the life of Hashem, the living God. Because if you say the life of Hashem, it's mashma that there is Hashem and there is His life. In Diktuk, it's mashma, it's two separate things. They're not two. It's not like a person or the malachim. 
Hashem is not rec- does not recognize the, all the creations because of the creations. Rather, because he knows himself. Because he knows himself, therefore he knows everything for the whole existence is dependent on him. Okay, so obviously it's a very hard concept to understand. It's in, in one note, I'm not going to get too much into this, but the Maharal does argue with the Rambam, and he says sharp words. He says, how could you say that Hashem, Hashem has Deya? The Ebrister is one. You can't say Bechval, the, the Lashen, that there's, the Ebrister has Deya. By the Ebrister is Pshitus. There's, 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 you can't say a specific terminology that the Ebrister has this, he has this. He's everything. You can't say he has Deya. So there's a lot of discussion about this. Maybe they're talking about two different levels. But it's not for this, uh, for right now. The things that we spoke about in these two prakim, we spoke about um, the, you know, all the, the malachim and all the different uh, levels. It's like a drop from the sea. This is called the Maisim Merkava, the work of Hashem's chariot, which is based on the the Maisim Merkava of Yecheskel Soa and his Nevoah. Tzivu Chachamim Arishaynim Shalei Lidrash Bidvarim Elo Elo Yishech Bavad. The Chachamim said to only uh, teach these things to one person at a time. Vehu Sheyeh Chacham Umevim Medaita, and of course this person has to be someone who is uh, he has who's smart and is able to you know work and 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 contemplate and uh, develop. The concepts on his own. So I don't know if the second part is about me. Certainly, he should. And and they afterwards um, they uh, teach yeah the outline of the concepts. And they teach the person a drop, a little bit of the of the concepts. And on, on his own. He will come to really understand the concepts on his own. Yeah, you have to make sure it's a person that's shy to understand it on his own and develop it. They're very deep. Not everybody could appreciate it. About this, Shlema says that which literally means lambs for your clothing, which he's teaching here a little differently. Um, so the kifshan is uh, things that are hidden. Things that are hidden, shall be your clothing. Should be for you, just like a person's clothing. It's for himself. You don't give someone else your clothing. It's your own clothing. So too, things that are hidden should be for you. Do not uh, discuss them in public. And about this, it says in Mishlei, it shall be for you and not for others. And about this, similarly, it says that honey and milk, which are sweet, shall be under your tongue. Things that are sweet, like honey and milk, which was the, all the things we spoke about, should be under your tongue. One question, why did the Rambam, if it's such a secretive thing and it's something that you have to be so careful. Why would he write it in a book? Why would he start this uh, writing this in a, in a Sefer, which everyone's going to read later? So there's uh, several answers, but one of them is, is that in the times of the Rambam, the Chochmah of 
of what's going on in the heavenly, in the heavenly worlds already went to Chachmi Umasailam. And there was some corruption with what, uh, and, and Yidin were getting corrupted by what the true, what's going on really in the in the heavenly worlds. And therefore, he had to uh, negate that and he had to, and he, and he wrote in a safer.